Legends of Christmas. And here are two people on my naughty list, Neil and Chris. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Urbane Legends, the 12 Legends of Christmas, the miniseries where we look at Christmas legends from across the world, Europe mainly. Um, well, um, we've been trapped here 10 days now and, uh, we are very much missing our pillow wives. So today we decided it was going to be ladies night in the bunker. And I am Chris Flynn and with me in the bunker is playboy, Mr. Mr. LaRue. I mean, Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. Uh, yeah. So it's ladies night. Boo, boo. Boo 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 boo, and we've uh, we've um, remind me how this concept works again, Chris. Well, we've drawn pictures of uh, the silhouettes of ladies on the wall for us to speak to while we're dancing around. Um, you well, know, is this la- any different from any Friday night? Ladies drink free. Well, we haven't got our pillow wives, have we? Oh, um, right. I'm, I'm for one missing missing mine. How about you? Looking jealously on. I mean, you two you two have got separate bedrooms now, anyway, haven't you? Yeah, didn't work out. Didn't stop me working out. She's um she's threatening to take the cushions, isn't she, in the divorce? Yeah, I'm p- paying alimony basically to my pillow wife. <laughs> she's turned she's turned the cushions against me. <laughs> That's what you said, didn't you, when you came out of court? Um, but yeah, so we're trying to trying to um trying to uh, you know make things a bit more lively in here. So we've got um got some songs we're going to listen to. Going to listen to some Backstreet Boys. Um, nice. Listen to some uh Back Streets back tonight, apparently. It is. Doom, 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 doom. The ladies like that one, don't they? Uh, yeah, gonna listen to some Bill Withers. That'll be good. Nice. Um, you're gonna say some Cisco there, Yeah, we're gonna listen to some Cisco. It's time for some Cisco. Always time for some Cisco. Uh maybe a bit of Drew Hill as well, if mm-hmm. uh, if Why the not? D- if the GJ fancies it. I'm the DJ and I do yeah. fancy it. Well, um, you are putting on the music, so Put on the music, yeah, on my off my phone. I did. I did request a long list of Tom Waits and Nick Cave songs, but I've been honoured. I say not for ladies' night, Neil. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff you listen to to go to sleep before your night. Crying terrorists. in the corner night. <laughs> very similar to me. every night's been crying in the corner night. <laughs> but yeah, ladies drink well, the for heart free. Wants the heart wants, Chris. Ladies drink for free, so I'll be pouring some uh, toilet wine onto their poorly. Realised faces which have drawn on the wall. We're dangerously low on toilet wine. We've yeah. only got another three hundred liters. So we can be wasted. Although it's a couple of days at least. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll, that'll brighten our spirits up. Um, hopefully, it'll encourage us to um, push through and get some more toilet wine down our next so we can get another fourteen, fifteen hours sleep. I know you're not Dr. Chris, but mm-hmm. if I can push my teeth around my mouth... Not like a human this, doctor. Does that look like scurvy, do you think? Or... Um, I think you're probably fine. Yeah, OK. Maybe um, we'll add some more sif into the... Lemon into the sif into the, yeah. the toilet wine. Yeah, because it'll be citrus there, wouldn't it? Citrus, that'll, that'll, yeah, that'll yeah. Ward off, it should ward off the scurvy, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, uh, you goddamn limeys! Indeed. That's what they call us. Oh, bless them. Mm. Bless them. That's all you've got. Um, right, so, um, Neil, I don't know about you, but I've been thinking that we haven't had any from our from these scissor dials on which we live. 
any uh, legend so far. Is no, that, that is true of all the 12 days of whatever. Mm-hmm. Have you been thinking that? Or have you just been thinking just about killing me in my sleep? It, yeah, just more of the latter, really. That's fair enough. Only thinking, it. obsessing over. Obsessing over, drawing yeah. plans. Lucid dreaming. <laughs> leaving yeah. leaving crude drawings around leaving the place of how hints. Staring at me while I'm sleeping. Pretending to sleep, should I say. Um, so, we are going to look at a Welsh legend today. Mm. Which is quite a crazy one. And it's the Mary Lude, spelt W, uh, sorry, L W Y D, Lude maybe, yeah, Mary Lude, uh, and it's a kind of horse-headed demon's Christmas spirit. <laughs> oh, nice! So does does Mary have a horse's head? Yes, a, a horse's Excellent. skull head. So, so this, is, this is kind of like a, a Welsh ancient kind of like ghost rider. Well, it's, the skull's not on yes. fire, to be fair, but kind of. And she's well, not riding a motorbike, but... Isn't she? Isn't but whole, it? But a horse is like old-school motorbike, isn't it? Uh, yes, a horse and is And how do we know she's, the skull's motorbike. not on fire? We don't know that. And also, she, she dresses in a leather jacket like Nick Cage. I think Stan Lee's got some answering to do. Yeah, God rest his soul. Yeah. So... Well, the Lee estate, I guess. Yeah, we'll go for them instead. Do you reckon they've still got a load of those Marvel movies that they've done the cameos? No, it's finished now. Oh, they're done now. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, they're probably just CG, CGI in Well, exactly, yeah. yeah, they can just do that now. Can't like Yoda. You know, horrific <laughs> <laughs> contribution to cinema. Baby Stan Lee will be in the new yeah, series of I, Daredevil. Well, I saw one of those ones, and they, they did like Peter... It's not Peter, is it Peter Cushing? Right. Um, I don't know, where he plays something in one of them stories. And it was like he was like looking out of a glass, and you could just sort of see the reflection of his face. And I was like... Mm. That's quite good. That's just quite subtle, isn't it? You know, that's, mm. that's a nice little nod. Like, turns around, CGI horror. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't really... Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying, you know, you could use those things more subtly, I would say, and it might be all right. But it just oh, seems okay. a bit disrespectful to me that you just, like... You what, know, get, what, 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 get... Well, get, get a dead person. If you're Bruce Willis and you've sold your image for, like, you know... Get a dead person to act in films after they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I mean, it's it's a sort of digital necromancy, isn't it? Yeah, as well. That's like when they did um, at Coachella when they had um, two pack as a hologram, as a hologram yeah. yeah, which is like he the first time that, they did that. Yeah. No, he's dead in here. I'm sure he Hendrix and Joe Strummer up there. Carl <laughs> yeah, Marx advertising Coca Cola. <laughs> well, this is the thing, isn't it? This is what they're worried about with all the deep fake stuff that you can just fucking do any get anyone to say anything now. I mean, it will get to that point, won't it? Mm. Well, let's face it. To be honest, it doesn't matter, does it? Because people don't, don't people don't believe basic fucking facts anymore, anyway. So, uh, Neil, uh, I, I, my truth is that no, that doesn't exist. Yeah. You can't say my truth. <laughs> you can say your opinion, your feeling, or your belief, but you can't say your truth because truth <laughs> is an empirical thing. Which is uh, anyway. Well, I think you'll find, according to David Hume. Anyway, let's not get into that. So. The Mari, what? How did you say it? Lewd? Not. I, I was saying. I'm lewd. just wondering because it's like um, played Cymru, played Cymru, isn't it? Um, is it Y? Is it Y in the? It's uh, L W Y D. I'm not sure. I'm just thinking it might be Lud. I don't know. I don't know. I oh, can't oh, speak I'll say Lud. 
Okay. I don't In, know. I might be well off pace there, so apologies, Welsh listeners. If... Yeah, apologies. Uh, In the darkest month of the Welsh year, a white horse appears. The mysterious menacing Mary Lute. Jude Rogers steps into one of Wales' most eerie midwinter traditions and uncovers the origins and regional variations of the Mary Lute. So, you'll never forget the moment you first see a Mary Lute. She has light or baubles for eyes. Nice. Her mane is made of colourful streamers, or holly and ivy. She has or... lights or baubles for eyes, so it's yeah. like Christmas. <laughs> like a couple of Christmas baubles. Yeah, it's like something out of um, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, it's not very uh, much like a, it's like a very, you know, like a Doctor Who episode. We just took what we had to hand and had to fashion what we could from her. A white, production values. a white cloak falls from her skull, which is attached to a pole, which is held... Uh, in, which is held by a person inside it. They control the character's mischievous nature, often snapping their bony jaw at you. Okay, this is cool. So they, they, uh, this is how they do like a little. little it's, a, it's the Welsh version of the um, Chinese New Year dragon thing, but yeah. uh, obviously, like, really, like, yeah. not not as um, a bit different. Yeah, not as big. But yeah, they actually. <clears throat> Having a look at some of the pictures, it is actually a dead horse's skull. Like it's it's not like a fabricated one, it's actually just a skull. That saves down on engineering or production costs, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Use every bit of the animal. Yeah, why not? What does Mary Ludd mean? The origin of Mary's names are, like the horse herself, deeply mysterious. One Welsh tradition of it, Grey Mare connects it to the heritage of pale horses in Celtic and British mythology, many of whom can cross over to the underworld. Uh, Rhiannon in the uh, Mabin Gion rode a white horse, for example. Or someone someone fucked a horse. The other translations for Mary Ludd is Grey Mary. Some scholars have linked her to the legend connected to the nativity story. A pregnant horse sent out of the stables when Mary arrived to have Jesus. She spent dark days roaming the land trying to find somewhere to have a new foal. So they just kicked the pregnant horse out. Mm. Fucker. Mary Mary fans believe the character to have come from pre-Christian pagan origins, which seems very likely. (laughs) Yeah, entirely possible. Uh, this is impossible to prove, but there's definitely something timelessly terrifying about her. So what does Mary Lude do? Mary is taken around the village traditionally, often between Christmas Day and the Twelfth Night. She is dressed with festive lights and decoration and is usually accompanied by an ostler. And some regions like uh, the Swansea Valleys, other folk, characters like jesters and a lady this brings the tradition closer together with mama's prayers plays sorry mama's 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 is a pl- uh, mama is a, an actor basically okay mama's plays a tradition of performance by the working class in the 18th century mm. i got confused because mum because uh m- the mumbles hills Ah, uh, just outside Swansea. So uh, okay, yeah. No, it's like I, I can't remember. It's like a really old school word for like a mummer, is it? I, I think it means it, presumably the similar etymology for murmur or something. It's, it means to speak. Somebody who recites lines in a play, a mummer. 
Okay. There's something in Shakespeare, like I'm not a mere mummer of words or something, I can't remember. But anyway, it's an old, really old-fashioned word for an actor who recites lines sort of thing. Oh, I should say that this is from uh, whales.com. So it's a, mm-hmm. this is a very official... You're getting, getting the, the, good, the good source. Yeah, even though I've already noticed some errors in the uh, grammar. Uh, when? Mm-hmm. But it's my well, second language, grammar, isn't it? Well, no, it's just very difficult when you're reading something out loud that when the punctuation's incorrect. Um, so... It wouldn't make any difference to for us to make... I'm, I'm good at reading out loud. That's why I do it now. I'm trying to get some sweet voiceover yeah, work. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with yeah. that. Well, I don't need luck. I've got skill. Yeah. You're just Allegedly. bitter. You're bitter. Mm. You're a bitter man. I can't mm. wait to fucking get out of this place. Podcast will be finished. Mm. When the groups get to a house, they sing Welsh language songs or wassels or more traditionally indulge in a ritual called Puenco, an exchange of rude rhymes with the person who lives there. Oh, it's like a battle rap. Have you heard of flighting? No. Fly tipping. I've heard of that. Yeah, no, so this is um, literally like battle rap is something that was around in kind of like, I think it might have come originally from the Vikings, Mm. but they would literally just do rhymes over each other and it's like, you know, having a go at each other's facial features and... Oh, really? Just insulting objects and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like a two team poets of like, you know, or whatever. It's a, amateur poets and just like have... Yeah, literally it's very much like the... Um, did they do breakdancing the in the background? I don't know that they did that. Did bring down, no. bring down some linoleum or whatever it is? <laughs> some break- yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So battle, so battle rhyming's been around for ages. Yeah, it? been around. It's an ancient sort of... I think it came to say, I think it was the Vikings who bought it over originally, but it ha- used to happen in sort of like Scotland and I think parts of Britain. Yeah, flighting, they called it. Yeah. Oh, nice. There you go, fun fact. Yeah, it is fun. Uh, if the Mary and her gang get entry, the household is said to have good luck for the year. Mm. The Mary is well known to be mischievous, trying to steal things and chase people she likes. As she goes about her bidding. Uh, becoming increasingly horrified. There's half woman, half horses trying to stalk them. Well, so, was it a very rural area where they used to race horses and stuff? You kind of wonder if there's a bit of a, you know, there's a personification of their kind of like livelihood or whatever. Well, at the moment, it seems quite fun. So they'll mm. like go woo and like chase someone yeah, with horses. Yeah, it's like yeah horrifying. Just... You know, we'll have our event horizon moment later on. Presumably, <laughs> not, I'm, I'm not sure there is. I one. don't know. There is one. Oh, well, maybe it's just, just going to be a, I think it's a just light-hearted a fun... bit of fun. There we go. That'd be nice, <laughs> wouldn't it? Isn't that fun? So, where did the tradition begin? The first written record, the married lads is in J. Evans book from 1800, a tour through part of North Wales. It's a good book title, isn't it, now? <laughs> Excellent. You should be very literal in those days. <laughs> That's why it's called literature. Yes. Um, although the tradition is well, best To be known... fair, these days we use that word completely incorrectly, so swings around about. Uh, I literally don't know what you mean, Neil. Yeah, exactly. Uh, although the tradition is best known for its practice in Glamorgan and Gwent, it has similarities to other hooded animal customs in Britain, like the hoodening in Kent, the broad in the Cotswolds, and the old tup in Derbyshire. Which... Word for all three of those. <laughs> which oh, yes. In... Oh, I've never heard yeah. Which involve a group of poor people trying to find food and money in the harsh depths of the winter. 
Entertainment was their method with a side portion of menace. The dead horse, the dead horse's skull appearing appearing (laughs) in shadow at your door. So there were, so poor people like doing a bit of entertainment, like putting on a little show to try and get some carols. You can give us some money or it can start getting a little bit nasty. Very much like we're doing with this podcast, Neil, just trying to get, trying to get through the gas crisis. We get enough people in the door with low self-esteem that we can do a sort of Stockholm syndrome relationship, and then we'll get the Patreon running. Uh, and here's a, a little, a little aside by Vernon Watkins, who is uh, from the Ballad of the Mary Lute. The living are defended by the rich warmth of the flames, which keeps that loneliness out. His poem goes, terrified, they hear the. Dread the dead tappings at the panes, then they rise up armed with the warmth of firelight. Not very good, mm-hmm. is it now? Quite, well, it's, I don't, I, I don't really get a lot of poetry. But I, I'm, yeah, very, I'm, not, I'm not really qualified. Yeah, I like, I like, a, I like most arts, but poetry I've never really got got into. I've not got broadly into it. I like bits and pieces. T.S. Eliot studied, and that was quite good. Um, yeah, there's bits and pieces I can get with John Donne, but yeah, a lot of it. There's no meter or rhyme. I'm not. Well, not everything has to rhyme either. But yeah, yeah. I like a bit of Shakespeare as well. Uh, so, how did the tradition start to change? Welsh Methodists and other Christian nonconformists criticised the Mary Lud in the 19th century. Too much fun. <laughs> Too much fun. Um, Horses heads banging. Not spending enough time thinking about Jesus. Sorry, not having this. The Blanau Gwent based Baptist minister, Reverend William Roberts, called her sinful in his nineteen oh sorry, eighteen fifty two book The Religion of the Dark Ages. See, this is like when all these people move into the near a venue in Brighton. We've complained about this before. Mm. You know, this is happening at the Albert actually. Mm. That garage, you know, it's beside the Al- the Albert pub. Yeah. So this is a famous music uh, venue in Brighton. Um, and you, you can see it online. It's all these got really great mules outside. Yeah, it's got Banksy on it. We've played it several times. Like, got Banksy only on band it. Has anyone's played it. Yeah. Got Banksy, got Banksy on the side of the two cops kissing, where it originally yeah. was. Um, I think it was a, they replaced it with a fake one now, but, um, anyway, whatever. It's, yeah. And there, there was a sort of car garage next door, which they're going to sell to developers who almost inevitably they're going to build a flat right next door to where the drum riser is. So. Mm. Unfortunately, a lot of people are coming up and complaining about it, and the council are going to make a decision. I forget what my point was. <laughs> well, that that this yeah. that this person is complaining about already existing traditions, yeah, pre-existing things that have already been there. It's you know they can't shut the music down at the Albert. I mean, well, I say they can't. They wouldn't. Yeah, probably. I would never have thought it happened to the free but to be honest with you, but yeah, um, been there since the sixties. Um, but yeah, you know. If, because basically what they'll say is, oh, we'll just, we'll just do it for, we're just going to do it so we can hire it out for residences like Airbnb and stuff like that. But then as soon as they're able to actually build some residential properties, they'll just flog it off a flat for commuters. Yeah. Somebody will find themselves in a bedroom next to a drum kit, complain, and then they'll shut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, well, how, can you, how can you do retrospective nimbyism? Well, this, this is the thing is, there is actually now a thing that's been brought in by the council where they say, if there's pre-existing... Hmm. Something that needs to be um, put in on that. We'll, we'll see how successful it is. Well, what used to be Hector's house, which is now um, a what brew dog place, the reason why that had to sell was because 
Hector's house was a music venue. Yeah. Like downstairs, it was like a, a well-known music venue. And someone bought a flat upstairs above it, knowing that it was a music venue, and ended up complaining and getting it shut it down so it, so it couldn't be used as a music venue. And then yeah. Brewdog bought it, and now it's just a chain well, yeah, And it's because... Um... Because they built, it's the developers I blame, because they built the flats right next door and all, you know, and they, they know there's going to be an issue there. And well, apparently, Brewdog have bought those two flats as well. So if they ever do want to do music or anything, they just bought them. Yeah, but I mean, and it they was an ind- to do that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but it was an independent. Oh, no, exactly. Like, so again, it was another one which had been around forever and you could go there and see bands yeah, playing yeah, yeah. stuff. Hey. Increasingly rare. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, the hey, good thing. Hey, let's move down to Brighton, because it's different and loads of stuff going on, mm. yeah. And get it all shut down. Good job. Yep, ruin everything. Um, <clears throat> so, although he also transcribed 20 verses of Mary's performance, helping to disseminate tradi- the tradition, ha-ha. So he's making coin out of it and complaining about it at the same time. Yep, like typical. A property developer, yeah. In the 1930s and 40s, Welsh folklorist... Uh, with Pete, uh, found the practice still alive in Cardiff, Bridgend, uh, Neath, and other parts of Glamorgan, despite fears that it was starting to die. Welsh poet Vernon Watkins even wrote, uh, yeah, I've already Why read are you that. Why you around with a horse's head? It's tradition. <laughs> Folklore. So, Stupid English wouldn't know. And good luck to him, I say. Only a few Mary processions were left by the 1960s, uh, included in Pencote near Bridgend and Penrich near Cardiff. But later that century, uh, the Lantricent Folk Club revived the tradition, as did a family in near uh, Maesteg, who still visits the Old House Inn in the village, with their married today. Three generations of landlords have now hosted them. So I think it's going to be one of those ones because national Welsh national identity is on the rise, isn't it? Because yeah, no, I think good luck, yeah. Don't bring right, it so. back. Yeah. It, we should have our own traditions. Well, I mean, the thing is, because you had, I mean, obviously you had a whole lot of suppression of Welsh yeah. language, Welsh culture. Um, yeah. It's literally a shocking thing where they, they had a Welsh village, which they just cleared out so they could flood it and create a um, reservoir for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, um, pretty pretty shocking um, stuff, really. But, uh, yeah, no, yeah, good luck to them. So, so, yeah, they're obviously trying to bring back some of this traditional as has, has held on. But you get it well, you get it in other areas as well, like it's like Cornish identity, isn't it? It's, yeah, they're bringing back the Cornish language yeah. and that kind of thing. And Scotland wanting to, well, some of Scotland wanting to leave the Union, etc. So uh, other popular celebrations also happen in uh, the new year at Chepstow after a break in 2020. Uh, Glen Chapel on a mountainside near Pontador, uh, Lansoy in rural Monmouthshire, Um, Dinas Maudry and at the London Welsh Centre. Maris are also popping up at local midwinter events, lantern festivals and wassels. They're baubles glowing in their eyes, a tradition shining with new life. So don't have nightmares, let yourself be taken in by the darkness and go with Mary Lou towards the light. Quite threatening in there. Uh... Yeah, that was quite a weird <laughs> I liked it. 
about it. Do you know what we don't? Let's say we don't do enough of whistling. Whistling. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of like is it is it is that singing or is it kind of like a I think it's a mixture string. of singing and drinking. I've got to look this up. Um, I hope it is anyway. Maybe it's just singing. So I'm just um, having a quick look at the Kent one. The uh, hoodening. So let's have a look. That's quite a lot on this. So I'll just do. So uh, description from Wikipedia of the hoodening in Kent. Surviving sources testified to the fact that while there were some variations in the hoodening traditions, as it was practiced by different individuals in different parts of East Kent, it was nevertheless on the whole remarkably uniform. The hood and horse which was at the centre of the tradition, was usually made out of a wooden horse's head affixed to a pole, about four feet long with a hinged jaw that was moved by a string. So very similar. Yeah, it's all a bit rent-a-ghost, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, come on, man. Like, what do you Nothing want? wrong with that. No, I'm not having a go. I like rent-a-ghost as a kid. Yeah, I know. <laughs> bad, isn't it? Uh, I'm just going to have a look. So the... Cotswolds one, the Broad, was a folk custom found in the Cotswold area during the 19th and early 20th century. Tradition entails the use of a hobby horse with a bull's head that is mounted to a pole and the individual carried by a sackcloth. So it seems to be quite a British mm. thing, the, the weird horse, Matt. So, yeah, I wonder where, I mean, in Celt, you know, in sort of Celtic times, the horses horses would have been very prized, wouldn't they? I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know, if you're sort of people, you know, you running around with horses and stuff, then it's you know probably just it becomes a sort of personification of that, I guess. And the old, the old sailing is basically caroling, but with booze. Yeah. So they, they go around with side of producing regions of England, reciting incantations, and then they offer people a drink from the wassail bowl in exchange for gifts. Mm. Um. And the old tup, which is the one in Derbyshire, is similar. Uh, it uses hobby horse, but with, with a goat's horse with a goat's head put on a hole, and then the person's under the sackcloth. So it seems like there's that's um, yeah. so they're quite dis, uh, they're quite far apart though. Yeah. So Wales, Kent, which is right down south, down south, and then yeah, Derby, Derby. northeast. Yeah, um, the Cotswolds are fairly near, fairly near Wales, I guess. But yeah, a bit further north up, I suppose. But yeah, I think I'm not sure. No, they're not. They're, oh, they're not. Okay, yeah, my just sort, be- sort of between Reading and Wales. Oh, okay. Yeah, we went through yeah, them on the, on the train when we went to that festival for about ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that well, was a wet three days. Yes, it was a wet, and and, and yeah, we won't go into it. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> so so that's it. So people with animal. Horses' heads yep. covered in a cloth going fun, around. Fun with animal skulls. There you go. Um, funs with animal skulls. It's, it's a tradition. Mum. That's what, that's what we do. That's what we do in our country. That's, we, that's why we play. Yeah. <laughs> well, you boil them down first. So they're nice and clean. And you get some. Shit. And you get some soup. Yeah. Lovely. Cool. All right. Well, nourishing, uh, speaking nourishing of, head broth. Speaking of soup, let's get some of that sif into our toilet wine to mm. help get your teeth back on track. And um cheered me up. That, I'm, that I'm gonna go and uh, I'm gonna go stick some music on and chat to the drawings of the ladies. Boo boo. I've got my eye on the one on the right. Really? Yeah. That's just but that's just some mould that's grown. Shut up. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't don't neg my Yeah, whatever don't I don't want to yuck your yum. Yeah. Hey man, whatever floats your boat.
That's fine. There's plenty for all of us at ladies' night in the bunker. Boo boo. Right, we'll, s- Rogers. we'll see you tomorrow. Prince. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm up all night to get lucky. Ho, ho, ho. See you tomorrow. Remember, don't drink and drive. Ho, 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 ho.